Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. This is talking about Jesus and the author says he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. and he upholds the universe by the word of his power uh i i really didn't understand that phrase by the word of his power so i saw other translations and the other translations say something like this by the powerful word by his powerful word so the author is saying the entire universe is held by the word of his power is held by his powerful word the author is saying that this word of jesus yeah the word of jesus is so powerful it has so much power that it holds the entire cosmos together i, I don't know i think it is job or one psalmist who says the entire earth just hangs midway midair right it just how does the earth hang right it's the power of his word it's the power of his word the entire universe the entire cosmos the power of his word everything in the universe is so there's so much of mathematical precision that even one decimal point it goes the entire universe can crumble down it can all become a black hole instantly it's all precisely calculated right everything is so precisely calculated that's how god made it but the bible says the universe is held by his powerful word and i want to encourage you today this verse was supposed to be later in my sermon but i want to encourage you today that the word has the power to hold the universe if the world has the power to hold the universe cannot the, how do i rephrase this if the world has the power to hold the universe then why do we think that this world this word does not have enough power to hold our lives together this word has the power to sustain us this word has the power to uphold us this word has the power to uphold the entire cosmos and i know it sounds like a cliche right because you hear this again and again every sunday that the world is it's through the word that the entire universe was made but i want i want this to sink down in your hearts that the word has the power to make everything right anything that is wrong in your life the word has the power to make it right the word has the power to sustain your life to sustain your future you don't have to live your life the way you have lived all throughout the word has the power to change and transform and to give you hope give you hope the word is powerful the word is powerful paul says something like this in romans chapter 1 verse 16 for i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation in first corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 he says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but it is the power of god to those who are being saved See, I want you to compare these two verses, okay? In the first one he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That means 
there are people who are ashamed of the gospel okay and i'll explain why the second time he says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing that means the message of the cross the gospel you can be ashamed of the message of the cross can seem foolish to you but not to you who are being saved it is foolishness to those who are perishing for us it is the power of god that brings salvation see the message of the cross the gospel does not seem logical to the natural mind does not seem logical to the carnal mind only a spiritual mind can understand spiritual things that's why paul is saying the message of the cross seems foolishness to those who are perishing but it is a power of god unto those who are being saved why is it foolishness why is it a shameful thing why is the gospel a shameful thing if the gospel means good news too good to be true why is the gospel seen as a shameful thing i'll tell you why because the gospel the symbol of the gospel is the cross cross is a symbolic representation of the gospel right an empty cross now an empty cross before jesus came was a symbol of death was a symbol of shame was a symbol of punishment was a symbol of condemnation was a symbol of guilt right all the bad things that you can think of cross was a symbol of that why because the romans used cross as a way to kill people to punish people to it was necessary for them to crucify people on the mountain so that everybody else would see them and know that these people are condemned they rose up against rome okay they rose up against rome and they they had to symbolically tell everybody that if you rise up against us this is your fate it was a symbol of shame because on the cross you, you know your clothes are torn apart you are literally naked it's a symbol of shame it's a symbol of guilt condemnation you know frailty and cross is the most torturing way for anybody to die because you don't die instantly there's so much of pain and you die such a slow death by every blood that is flowing and by every breath that you take you have more pain that's how cross is because you're completely stretched so before jesus cross was a symbol of shame and guilt and death and condemnation and if jesus could redeem that if jesus could redeem that could redeem that and change the story from death to life from hopelessness to hope from ashes to beauty from shame to glory my goodness what can jesus do man i'm not preaching from my notes today understand i'm speaking from my heart because i think somebody needs to hear this the message of the cross is so powerful that it can change your direction of your life if you were in a certain direction that you were taking the message of the cross can change that because if cross can be redeemed your lives can be redeemed if cross can be redeemed your families can be redeemed if cross can be redeemed your education can be redeemed anything can be redeemed that's why paul says man for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but it is the power of god unto those who are being saved because my jesus is no longer on the cross he is resurrected that cross has been redeemed once and for all that's why when we see the cross we don't see jesus on the cross we see an empty cross because it tells us jesus was here and he is defeated everything that that was tagged on to him 
he defeated all of it i'm not ashamed of the gospel the word power there for i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation the word power there comes from the greek word dunamis <laughs> the same word dynamite comes from the word dunamis you know dynamite how bombs are built dynamite comes from the same word dunamis just imagine with me paul is saying for i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the dunamis of god it's a dynamite power of god that can change any circumstances that can change history that can change generational curses that can change anything it is a dunamis it is a power of god it is the same power when god said let there be light and god said let there be animals and birds it's the same power that is residing in each and every one of us same power same dunamis of god same dunamis of god so don't think don't think that god's power is limited and god you know god can do all of those things but he can't do it in your life he it's the same power same power he can redeem he can redeem you he can redeem you man hallelujah turn with me to acts chapter 1 acts chapter 1 verse 8 wow you guys are fast awesome acts chapter 1 verse 8 this is jesus who said but you will receive power same word dunamis but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth jesus is just before he leaves he ascends he tells his disciple he gives them a promise you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you you will receive power that's why paul says in second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for god did not give us a spirit of fear but of love of power and sound mind it's the same word dunamis so why is the gospel the gospel of power because the gospel is when you receive this gospel you've received the holy spirit and when you receive the holy spirit he comes with power and he brings in the entire it's like a powerhouse inside of you there's a powerhouse inside of you there's an atomic powerhouse inside of you and that holy spirit when he comes he comes with power he brings power into your life that's why you have a spirit of power when you read acts chapter 1 and you just read forward about the day of pentecost and the holy spirit came one thing is very clear it keeps on saying and they preached the gospel in boldness there was a boldness that came when they received the holy spirit you know these disciples they were very scared you know why were they scared because think about their background that they're coming from fishermen probably looked down upon in the society uneducated don't have much influence don't have much power don't have much wealth right but the day holy spirit came their entire personality changed and they are going out into the streets proclaiming the good news of jesus in boldness in boldness in boldness the spirit of god comes into our lives and gives us boldness why because there's there's a power there's power that is working in us this power atomic power 
a power that is bigger than an atomic and an atom bomb a power that is bigger than a nuclear bomb that is working in us and his name is Jesus he is in you and because of him there's an atomic power you are a powerhouse of god you have become a powerhouse of god so much that can be released in and through the world the glory of god that can be released the intensity that can be released if i don't like this example but i don't have any other example if a couple of bombs can destroy city of hiroshima and nagasaki and it affects them for generations after generations think about the atomic power of god that is in you that can be released and what it can do what it can do by the power of god you know when paul says in romans chapter 1 verse 16 he says for i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god for salvation salvation the word over there is sozo and often we understand salvation only in the context of the forgiveness of sins and i think i hope you remember when we began the good news of the kingdom we said that salvation is not just forgiveness of sins but it is also deliverance and also healing salvation is forgiveness of sins deliverance and healing okay so let me show you a couple of examples about what this power can do mark chapter 5 verse 30 this is this is the story of the woman who had the issue of blood and she encounters jesus and this is what jesus he responds like this verse 30 and jesus perceiving in himself that power what's the word for power dunamis that dunamis had gone out from him immediately turned about in the crowd and said who touched my garments so this woman with the issue of blood she had one faith in her one thought in her that if and only if i just touch the garments of jesus i'll be healed and the moment she touched his garments there was a power that was released right this power has a power to heal let me show you another example luke chapter 4 was 35 in 36 Luke chapter 4 was 35 and 36 but Jesus rebuked him saying be silent and come out of him and when the demon had thrown him down in the midst he came out of him having done him no harm and they were all amazed and said to one another what is this word for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out This is talking about somebody who is demon possessed and they come to Jesus and he releases the word and the demon just immediately comes out and the people around them are saying man what power and authority he operates the power of god that is in you has a capacity has a potential for healing has a potential for deliverance okay what is the glory of this power the glory of this power is hebrews 1 verse 3 that we read this power is holding the entire cosmos together everything in this cosmos is held together by his word and that word is powerful just imagine with me you have that same power same power that holds together god you know god's cosmos which holds together god's creation you have the same power inside of you that's the glory of his power but can i tell you something there are things in our life that can hinder this power hinder this power to really flow 
from our life in its full potential. You know what is the hindrance? Turn with me to Mark chapter 6 verse 5. This is Jesus when he was in his hometown and people started ridiculing him because they got familiar with him and they were like, oh, isn't he the carpenter's son? Okay, that's the context. Mark chapter 6 verse 5. And he could do no mighty work there except that he lays his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Mighty work is the same word as dunamis. The dunamis couldn't flow. Why? Because people were offended. People were offended. And I've been saying this right from the beginning that there's a power of God, the glory of God, the authority of God, the majesty of God is inside of you. Because you have received the fullness of the Spirit. Not half you have received the fullness of the Spirit. But if you, if you really desire for that Spirit to flow from your life, to be a blessing, the heart, the heart needs to be right. If the heart is hardened, if the heart is offended, if the heart is in bitterness, it will stop the power of God to flow to be a blessing. Are you hearing me? That's why you see Jesus. He was so connected to the Father at all times. Even at the cross, He's still connected. His last words were, Father, I give you my spirit. Even then, He did not let His heart get bitter. He did not let His heart get offended. And that's why you see the power of God flowing in and through His life at all times. The only hindrance to the power of God to work in and through your life is the condition of your heart. That's the only thing that can stop this power of God. If you remember Luke chapter 4, sorry, Luke chapter 8, the parable of the sower where Jesus talks about the sower who went out to sow these seeds. The first ground that he talks about is the ground where the seeds fell on the roadside and the birds came and ate it and there was no fruit. It talks about a heart that is offended because an offended heart cannot receive the word and when the word is not received the devil comes and steals the word and when the devil steals the word there's no power inside of you because it is the power of the word that works in and through our lives an offended heart an offended heart that's why it's so important so key that we keep our heart you know guarded from all offenses like 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 the author of proverbs says you know Guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. To guard your heart. If there is any hindrance that is there, that is offense. How do you get over offense? Come to a place of brokenness. Let that hardened heart break. Like the woman who comes to Jesus with her jar, with her alabaster jar and she breaks it. That is a symbol of her heart. She's saying, I am no longer carrying the hurt that the people have given. I no longer care of the opinion of people. I am just going to break it down. Let this bring sweet fragrance to you. I'm just going to surrender. Let it bring glory to you. You know that, that jar, alabaster jar, that was her security, her future. Because it could provide for her for many, many years. But she brought it. She's saying, this is the most valuable thing. But let it be symbolic of what is happening in my heart. I break it and I give it to you.
all of it all of it all of it i can't even imagine the kind of blessings that she would have felt the experience that she would have had when she left back i'm sure she did not go back the way she came she was transformed the only hindrance to this power the only hindrance to this power is our hard heartedness that's it if we can get this right my goodness that's why that's why that's why that's why paul says in second corinthians chapter 12 and i want you to read this for yourself second corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of christ may rest upon me the power of god cannot be made perfected in your strength it is perfected in your weakness because understand understand what paul is talking about he's talking about an attitude he's talking about an attitude of brokenness an attitude of surrender an attitude to say lord i cannot do this this is not my strength it's not really talking about your natural strength i'm saying it is talking about an attitude any attitude any aspect of your life where you think that you are strong enough and that you don't need god you will not see the power of god flow but any aspect of your life where you invite him and you say yes god you know i have i've been doing this for so long i know that i can do this naturally but i don't want to do this like this i want your power to perfect in my weakness I want your power to perfect in your weakness in my weakness. So any weakness that you have in your life, my goodness, don't be ashamed of it, boast about it because you are allowing God, you're giving permission to God. The power of God attracts. The power of God attracts is attracted towards your weakness. Every time you become vulnerable, every time you expose yourself, you become vulnerable and you say this is who I am, this is my weakness, this is the emotional thing that I'm going through, this is the physical disability that I have, this is the limitations that I have in my mind. Every time you expose yourself, the power of God comes in fullness. Because the power of God is perfected in your weakness. It's perfected in your weakness. So just imagine with me all the kinds of weakness that you have in your life those are all aspects where the power of god can be perfected any aspect that you go with your strength and any aspect that you go with your weakness which is perfected by the power of god obviously without any rocket science needed this aspect will grow you can grow like this in your strength but to a certain point to a certain limitation but if you let the power of god perfect your weakness my goodness the dunamis the dynamite power of god that can change life that can uphold cosmos and creation together that dynamite power of god is attracted to our weakness when i'm saying weakness weakness please understand i'm talking about an attitude of surrender an attitude of humility an attitude of brokenness an attitude that says father I need you. I want you. I don't want to do this without you. Yes, I can preach in my own strength, but I need you. 
Yes, I can lead worship and sing beautiful songs, but I still need you. I want you by my side. I want your power to flow in flow in and through me because it is in my weakness your strength is perfected. Your strength is perfected. Can I tell you why? Why God wants his power to flow in and through you? Do you know why? Come with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we saw this a couple of weeks ago. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing dunamis belongs to God and not to us. Say with me. We have this treasure, okay, in jars of clay. So that this surpassing power of God belongs to Him and not to us. Why do we have this power of God working in us? So that everybody who sees our lives does not praise Sam, does not praise John, does not praise us, but gives glory to God. So that the glory of God is seen and through us. That's why the power of God is there inside of us. You have a power factory inside of you. A nuclear power factory that can consume this entire world with God's glory. You have the potential to. You have the potential to. And as long as you keep the posture of your heart right, as long as you stay humble and ask the Lord, to take over in that attitude of surrender, humility, weakness, his strength is perfected. And the more we learn, the more we learn to humble ourselves, that's why, you know, Christian journey does not go from your strength to more strength. It goes from your weakness to more weakness so that his strength will be perfected. When, when the psalmist writes, you know, we shall go from strength to strength, he's not talking about our natural strength. He's talking about the strength that comes supernaturally. Because naturally, as people get older, they get weak. But people who are humble and who trust in the Lord, they become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. It doesn't matter how old they are. Then age is just a number. At 120 years old, the Bible records that Moses climbed up the mountain and his eyes were not dim and his body, the limbs were not weak and feeble. He was strong enough to climb up the mountain. Why? Because he had trained himself. He has programmed himself in a way where he completely surrendered his natural strength and let the strength of God perfect in his weakness. There's a reality for each and every child of God where the strength of God can completely overtake our strength. That the strength of God can completely overwhelm our lives. Remember Deuteronomy chapter 28, what the Lord said to Moses, the blessings of God shall overtake you. Can I say this today? There is a power of God that is inside of you that can overtake you. That, that can overtake your natural strength that can overtake your 
logical mind that can overtake these overwhelming emotions there's a power of god that can overtake all of this where yes you are not in control but good news he is in control and even when you are not in control your thoughts are not in control your emotions are not in control you are completely led by the power of god completely 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 but it starts with surrender because this power already is within you within each and every one of you when you receive the gospel it starts with surrender the more you surrender the more you experience his power amen come on let's close our eyes father we thank you and we praise you for this word because your word is powerful your word is dunamis the power of god that brings us salvation the power of god that delivers us that redeems us from our circumstances from everything that distracts us from you and from your purposes and from the kingdom so father i speak i speak in the authority that you have given to me i speak that the power of god will flow in each and every child of yours that they will recognize that it is not me but it is for the glory of god it is not me not by my strength but by the spirit the spirit of god it is the power of god and i pray father that the power of god will consume us today the power of god will consume us so that we do not we do not lead by our flesh we are not led in the desires and the pride of our life but we are led by your overwhelming spirit come and take over overflow in us overflow in us overflow in us teach us to be humble your word says you give grace to the humble father teach us to be humble give us grace so that we can be humble give us more grace teach us to be humble thank you father we surrender in jesus name we pray amen amen amen